don't raise trade just yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Joel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. One of probably the biggest feel-good stories is the New Zealand Warriors finally being able to return home after a very, very long time. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're getting the All-Stars game, which is going to be huge for them, which is fantastic. But I think the NRL as a whole, uh, if we can try and do some more to get some more footy over in NZ, that would be fantastic. Obviously talking about the Warriors today, Ado. Uh, look, first year back home, are you expecting it to be a bit of a motivator or do you think it uh, might hamper them a little bit? Um, look, I, I, they're honestly one of those teams that I'm not a hundred percent sure on. And you can see by where I've predicted them on the ladder, which is 16th. Um, that's, it's probably harsh, you know, um, it, it could be better than that. I think they've got a new coach where I sort of am looking at what's coming out of, um, you know, out of the, out of the you know, media and, and, and apparently it looks good. So I hope that returning home, uh, I hope that some of their, hardened first grade sort of purchases like Nia Kore and Barnett help out. I just don't know whether it's going to be a year. I, I kind of feel like that might be the case with them just a year this year to challenge some teams to get some good hard fought wins. Um, and maybe next year for a bit of a jump up the ladder. Uh, I, I'm, I'm iffy. I don't know. Yeah. I think with the Warriors or not even just with the Warriors with like 10th to 16th as a whole. There's a lot of like teams that have made some moves in the offseason. Very hard to shuffle them around. Tigers, Broncos, you know, Titans, uh, the Warriors. Like they're just a, a bunch of teams that have had some stuff happen in the offseason and you don't really know where to place them overall. Uh, I have them in 15th. So we're one off each other. We're not too far. Similar thinking. Uh, they do have some new recruits um, and obviously Sean Johnson being back in New Zealand. You've got Mitch Barnett coming through near Cora, as you said. Uh, Tamara Martin, a big inclusion. Did lose Reese Walsh. Um, who was a bit of a spark in their attack, but uh, Warriors fans seem to be happy that he's gone, and we'll see how he thrives. Into the gun category, I mean, out-and-out out guns, people can. there's probably some people in this side that can push for that claim at the end of the season, but heading into round one, it's Tohu Harris, isn't it? Like, there's just no one else that's really knocking down the door to be that consistent 60-plus score week in, week out. 641K is a, is a fair price to stomach, However, he does have that handy jewel to our front row forward. If you wanted to go above and beyond from a Siafidi or a Welch, you wouldn't have spent that little bit extra. If you wanted to pair him with a Gilbert and get two jewels, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that's it. He's the closest I think they've got to a consistent performer. Tohu's been a, a really solid scorer for a long time. Uh, last year, we probably... Uh, he was good at times, wasn't he? But we, we know he's been coming back off some injuries because he's getting a little older the jewel is handy. We've lost a big, you know, scorer out of our front row in IPAP. And I think that you could probably get um, Tohu and take a punt on him. Most people saying he's going to probably play good minutes uh, in that team as well. So I could see him returning to a 65 to, you know, maybe high 60s um, type average this year. And at that 641, um, I think he's the best they've got. Sick. Second year off an ACL. We know how big those second years are for, for major injuries. So, yeah, definitely in the wheelhouse for Tohu to return back to his former self. But you did mention, um, you know, they're not getting any younger. But they are a pack that are gelling. And I think they will look towards Tohu to play 
big minutes. Uh, someone who I'm not expecting to play big minutes. I know a lot of people have tipped him. People think he's playing 80, but I just don't see where Josh Curran gets a run in this side. And, and you've got him labelled as a bum. I just think with... Which... A bum because he's, you know, off head button, you know, little kids. Um, that's one thing, allegedly. Is that how we're supposed to say it? Allegedly. Um, but also... Cover us. <laughs> but also, look, um, Nia Kore, Mitch Barnett, there's guys in there that can play big minutes. Uh, and, you know, I just reckon that they're going to come in on their reputations and, and probably take the lion's share. Um, I've I've got Nia Kore, who's come into my team at different times in the preseason because I'm hearing really good chat out there that he's going to play huge minutes. And they see him as sort of the, the leader of the pack. He's going to start on an edge and then move to the middle. So... I think the odd one out in those guys, Barnett, Niakore, AFB, Tohu, I think it's Curran is on the back of that list. Um, and that's how I see it. With the injury to Jazz Tavanga, there could be a lifeline for Curran to potentially play a little bit through the middle, but I just don't see minutes on the edge for him. Um, time will definitely tell. Uh, look, you mentioned AFB before. I was all on the AFB train last year. This year coming in at 550. Is this one just a simple case of better options at the cheaper price? I think so. Um, I just, you know, I think AFB has not got better since he's gone to the Warriors. Is that strange of me to say? Yeah, I, I just, uh, new coach maybe might revitalize him, but it just seemed like any offloading or attacking output that he had was just gone last year. Yeah, just too unpredictable for mine. And in the in that sort of 550 price point, you know, if I was going to, if I'm not going to go up to, Tohu is about as cheap as I'll go, I guess, in the front row if I'm looking for one, you know, that's not a midi. You know, he seem, it seems at that awkward price um, above a midi, and I'm not going to be spending it. I'd rather um, Thompson from the dogs. Yeah, Thompson, uh, you know, we keep mentioning Gilbert Saifidi. We're both huge on them. But even even a Welch, I'd rather, you know, go there, even though I'm not a huge fan of the injury. Hell, I'd even take a punt on Lindsay Collins for, you know, much, much cheaper than, than AFB. Um, Jazz Tavanga, 555k, just you know, has established himself as a bench rotation option and looks like he's going to be injured to start the season. Not a whole lot there to really discuss injury and, no. and just a consistent bench guy. However, a lot of love because there was a particular topless photo of the bloke looking like the absolute machine. Looking half bigger than Matto he was. He's looking <laughs> terrific. Halfback, 457k, one Sean Johnson. You are not keen. No, I am not keen. Um, Sean Johnson doesn't play the style that Sean Johnson played when he was a super coach, you know, gun. He doesn't play like that anymore. So as far as I'm concerned, he's not a he's not an option for super coach anymore. He doesn't um, take on the line. He's just a catch and passer. He doesn't even really get a great deal of try assists. Um, I'm not interested one iota in Sean Johnson. I'd be surprised if he even gets up to 500k. I don't know. I just really don't. I mean, he's looking terrific. So if you want to do the old trading down the house houses, um, you know, you can go for it if you like. But uh, for me, in the halfback position, I'd rather, much rather old mate from the Titans there. Um, Tanner Boyd, kick, yeah. They're going to kick goals. Sean Johnson will probably kick goals as well, won't he? You'd think. Yeah, you, you would assume so. I mean, Tanner Boyd, yes. Unless you got the dream that was Mitch Barnett kicking goals, oh. that'd be terrific. Oh, that that takes me back. Um, Sean Johnson, yeah, 457K. I mean, I'd much rather go cheaper in Tanner Boyd or go more expensive in Sam Walker, in all honesty. I, I just think he's a middling price. Um, I mean, what's the best case scenario? He gets to 550, and that's yeah. a, that's only 100K, where Tanner Boyd, you know, I've got 
pegged at maybe even up to 300k value and I've got Sam Walker potentially as a bona fide keeper all season if you didn't want to go to out and out premium halfbacks um mate you've also got Mitch Barnett here as a bum it seems a common thing that you've got a lot of Warriors forwards and I do agree they have a fantastic pack in real life but Supercoach it just seems like there's going to be a a lot of minutes to go, or not many minutes to go around to a lot of mouths. I think the coaches have also come out and said that he wants Barnett to play a little bit of a hybrid role, a little bit on the edge, a little bit in the middle. And, mm. and I just don't see that, you know, that, that necessity minutes that we need. We saw Barnett on the edge playing 80 for the Knights. Absolutely sensational. We saw him play 55, 60 minutes to the middle for the Knights, and he was dreadful. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. There are mouths to feed in there. You've got you're adding in Niakore and Barnett. You're already adding them to AFB to Tohu to Curran. Um, just that when you're doing the maths of how it's going to be divided, I can think of some that might get lower minutes. Uh, but I still think that I see Barnett getting maybe 50, 55 yeah. minutes at best, and I don't think that's enough for him this year. So I think he'll actually be a good buy for the Warriors, and I think uh, in that team he might work. If he goes in and just plays the best that Mitch Barnett plays, I reckon he could maybe build up on his minutes, but I don't know if it's going to happen straight away. Uh, yeah, it is a case of too many mouths to feed for me. And look, normally we talk about you know gun forwards where their team runs a three-forward bench. Wade Egan is one of the few hookers in the comp who can genuinely play 80 minutes week in, week out. And that's just going to leave more middles to, to fill up the bench. I, I doubt they, they, they pick a Luke Metcalf, for example, straight away and run him at 14. I mean, they're going to have, uh, I believe, Dylan Walker there um, mm. who, you know, can play through the middle as well. I don't expect him to come on and play hooker. So there's just another middle that comes in and, you know, really, really dense into this into this minutes. Like, apart from Tohu, as you said, I'm not particularly keen on any of these forwards for Supercoach. I think in real life... Pack is a big, big upgrade, and they've got a lot of mongle about them, and I think the inclusion of Barnett is huge for them in real life. But for Supercoach, I'm just not seeing where the minutes are coming from for these mid-range guys. Like, if a few of these guys were 100k cheaper, then yeah, you could take the punt. But, yep. you know, they're priced at, at, you know, between 450 and, and 550 and it's just a really, really crappy price point to take a gamble on. Um, however, there's a couple of cash cows you want to talk about. Tom? Hello. Now, uh, a lot of Warriors fans, shout out Anton Poser on Twitter, raps this kid highly and yep. reckons he is potentially pushing for a bench spot. Now, if that's the case, it throws a huge banner in the works because it's looking like Franklin Pele is not going to get uh, an edge spot. Uh, someone like a Jack Hetherington, who we'll speak on tomorrow, um, you know, we're not even sure what his minutes are going to look like. David Moali's up in the air. Sean Kepi, we've touched on him. No one knows about minutes. So if we can get another cheap front row forward option in the mix... Uh, it's going to make team planning uh, all the more spicy. Yeah, it will. And the more you can get, the better it is, because I guarantee you some of them are not going to come up for us. Uh, and you're going to have someone in there, like a Pele, for instance, you still got to find 40K to get up here to AL because he's cheaper. Um, so you're going to want as many as you can get um, to be able to just have those cheapies in the 200s on your bench and the more the merrier because we need them. They're, they're going to be the keys to us sort of balancing out our funds um, in our team. So if the chat from Anton is that he's in good shape, the old Tom uh, Ale, Ale, Ale. Uh, I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> that's the thing. like, And that's the the one thing I try and preach to people. When they're building their size and they come to me and say, hey, Whisperer, can you have a look at my team? Let me know what you think. And it's just filled with bottom dollar guys on the bench. And look, yeah, a few of them might get the run. But for example, I'm not saying what I'm. I'm not saying how I do it as gospel. But on my bench right now, I've got Jack Hetherington and Ben Murdoch Masilla. 
because they are at that more expensive price point. So if a Franklin Pele does come up or a David Mawali does come up, it is so much easier to downgrade and free up funds. So picking a Tom Alley in your in your squad now, if he doesn't get named, okay, cool. At least you've got 257k there to downgrade rather than having 200k and having to find the extra 50 as as you mentioned. So I would always yep. build always build my benches uh, for worst case scenario, and I think Ali could be a fantastic one if he does get named. Uh, there's wraps on him galore, so definitely one to watch in the trials. As with Luke Metcalf, now available at five eight only, two hundred and fifty k. So he's competing with Schuster in that sort of cheapy five uh, eight model. I don't expect him to get a run straight away, but wraps on him are tremendous. We know Sean Johnson's probably not going to play a full season. Uh, you know, if the chance experiment at fullback doesn't go to plan, then, you know, Metcalf could come slot straight in there. I think there's avenues for this kid to open up uh, to play. And I don't think he's going to be an AE nightmare to start with either. I don't think, look, if you wanted to have enough and you wanted to pick him, I don't think you're going to get burnt by him playing 10 minutes off the bench. I think he, when he plays, he'll come straight in. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, he, he looks like one of the ones in the background that you can't think of any other option than he's going to play some minutes. Uh, all it takes is there, because they've had some trouble when they're outside back, so let's say they're just getting tries galore put on them. Maybe they put Shans out there, you know, then it opens up, you know, maybe they go um, with Tamari Martin down to, to fullback and they bring Metcalf in or you inevitably. As soon as Sean Johnson get, goes down, you're like, yippee, let's go. Uh, so, look, he, he, he looks to me like at some stage this year he will play. For me, I'll probably try to start the year without Nuffs. Um, but of the Nuffs out there, um, people are probably looking Alamotti, thinking he might come in early doors. Um, but, you know, this kid here, he's probably better for a chance than that um, Katoa up at the Dolphins, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, um, yeah, I really like the look of what we've seen. And the thing is, we've seen what Metcalf can do in first grade. Katoa, you know, we're going in blind. So, uh, Metcalf, yeah, could be a huge, huge play moving forward later in the season. Uh, the Warriors also find, uh, a few of them find their way into my sides. One of them being Charles Nickel Clickstar. Now, available at fullback, but more importantly, available at centre wing all but, you know, likely sewn up the number one jersey. As a Raiders fan, mate, I'm sure you're happy to forget about last year. We know what he did in 2019. We know what he did in 2020. Um, mm. He was a bottom dollar center wing fullback in 2019. Um, comes in a little bit more expensive than bottom dollar. But for what he can do and what we've seen, go back 2019, 2020. Um, you know, the last couple of seasons has been hampered with injuries, mate. But, you know, you're a Raiders fan. I'm sure you can only give praise to the bloke because even when it looked like he was done, Ricky Stewart, he was out of favour, he would still show up. Uh, and when he was given the chance, he would still put in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, no Raiders fan I've ever spoken to, me included, has anything but love for Chance. He has, was was such a great clubman, even though it was short and sweet. He, he, he was – a lot of it – our success in that time was due to him and, and how he came on in the fullback position. I know that his heart is, is with New Zealand and he was, he loathed to leave there, but he wanted to get an opportunity. And I think he took that opportunity with two hands. He's got a big family. He's a great family man. 
even when he was injured at the uh, Raiders, he was still doing such great things in the community. I wish him nothing but the best, and I'm going to have him in my team because he's pickable in the centre wing and he's going to play at fullback. I really um, hear good news on the body that it's um, he's fully over all of those injuries and a healthy chance playing where his heart is there in New Zealand um, with his fellow countrymen who t- take up a large part of his team. I think you're going to see a good year from Chance. He's not a fullback that chimes in every now and then either. He's someone that does like to get through work. So I think the floor is fine. Um, you know, a fair bit of chat on the forums, the social medias about someone like a Hayes Perham or a Charlie Staines or a Hamiso, even a Tyrell Sloan. A lot of people are, are worried about those guys. I see zero downside to Chance. Uh, this could come back and backfire, but I literally just don't see a world where we lose money long-term on our 327 investment, which, you know, back-to-back hundreds uh, midway through the season could definitely rise to 550-ish. Yeah, and if he does, I reckon if the way he plays, he's one of those sort of tackle breakers, and I think he's going to be a safe 40, you know, kind of yeah. like that kind of um, player. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, he just has some wow games where the price goes up and you can move him as quick as you can to someone better. But um, I think he, you know, a fullback, I, I would rather take a risk on someone playing fullback in my centres than relying on a centre, yeah. <laughs> you know, a speculative centre um, and hope for them to get points. Unless they were, you know, a Brian Toto, a big sort of meter eater, yeah. <laughs> tackle breaking type that just happened to be cheap enough to start in your teams. Now, you mentioned Murata Niakora has sort of come in and out of your side in the preseason. I want to I want to yeah. see some clarity because I've heard from some Raiders fans that they, they want him in the centres. I've heard from some others that he's a big minute edge. I think he could be both. I generally think he could play 80 minutes on the edge if he was asked to. I just want to get that clarity because if he is guaranteed 70 plus, hell, 520 for, for Niakora could be an absolute bargain. Yeah, well, I mean, I actually just in my day, like while I'm in the car, I look, you know, I go through a bunch of NRL chat and interviews with coaches and stuff. And there was an interview from coach there and just the glowing, uh, I should change my pricing on there. He's 420, not 520. 420 is even better. I was going to say 520 uh, presents a little bit of value, but 420 is an absolute steal if you get 70. Um, 420 is an absolute steal. That's the difference between him and Barnett. Barnett's at a 560. Uh, he's at a 420, Marada. And they could They're both, saying, and just, just a little bit of education, sorry, just to cut you off there, but they could provide the same thing. And the reason Barnett is a bum is just because the money-making potential isn't there, although the average could be the same. That's, uh, I guess, if that's for, right. for you new players out there that may be confused as to why we don't love Barnett but do love Nia Corey, despite the similar average we both peg him for, uh, it's just the money-making potential. Yeah, well, that's right. Everyone said, oh, oh nice job, AD, calling Gutho a bum. Well, Gutho is not a bum in the sense that I'm saying he's shit house. I'm saying based on his price point, I would like Gutho to drop money before I'd bring him in. Exactly. If the roles were reversed and Nia Corey is 560 and Barnett was 420, I'd prefer Barnett yeah. because I think they will average about the same. Uh, and, you know, Nia Corey is the one that is the cheaper one in actuality. So I do like the look of him. And what I was hearing from coaches. He is going to play big minutes. They reckon 70-plus minutes. They love his motor. He's winning all their sort of trials for fitness. Um, they reckon that, you know, his defense is, is exemplary. They love him um, starting on an edge. Uh, you, and then you, instead of going off, moving to the middle. Are you suggesting he is trading the house down? I, I am hearing <laughs> trading the house down. I In a couple of dynasty drafts, knowing that Nia Kore was signed to go to the Warriors, and I really have had raps on Nia Kore as a player, very versatile, 
He's got quick feet. He can play in the centers. Yeah. Uh, he's a good defender. So oh, I just think um, he's in for a big year this year. And if I don't get Ellie Katoa or something happens in there, the, around that sort of same price point starting in the second row, I have no doubt that Nia Corey is going to start in the second row. And I, I think it, worst case scenario, it's 60 minutes. Best case scenario, it's 70 to 75 minutes. Uh, and I think um, out of a lot of the options in there, the, what I'm hearing the coach say is Nia Corey is our man. Um, so I, I really like the chat. I mean, if if you are wondering, hit up Anton Poser on Twitter and ask him well, what what are you hearing about Nia Corey? Because I'm hearing good stuff and, and enough for me to try to find a way to work him into my team. I think he's a bounce back candidate from 420. I could see him getting to 600. Anton is going to love the double mention. His followers are going to skyrocket. Double mention, <laughs> mate. Um, he's our Warriors bloke. He is. He is. He is. I love. I love Anton. Uh, the only other question I'm sort of. I guess oh, I should know the answer to this, but I don't. Is if Supercoach are going to do any more position updates before uh, the start of round one? Because that will really determine the value of Tomato Martin. Now, it will. Okay, so fantastic. So if they if Tomato Martin does get that 5-8 update, because all talk is he is getting the six jersey um, mm. with, with Chance at the back. Uh, 402k, if you wanted to go... Burton, Martin, Dewey, Martin. If you didn't have the money to go double guns or double middies or whatever, uh, Tomato Martin, one of the best comeback stories. Uh, I remember reading him getting a train and trial deal midway uh, at the start of last year. I was like, oh, that's nice. sentiment from the Broncos. Don't expect a whole lot. But boy, when he got his chance back in first grade after so long out, uh, really took his chance, got his move to the Warriors. Um, and yeah, 402K for a starting 5'8", uh, an eyes-up footy player outside of Johnson who can create for him. Like it, yeah, and he's su- he's such a sublime ball player. He really is. He's a half uh, who I think um, will shine next to. I think that he, him and um, Sean Johnson together will, you know, they'll help each other. Yeah. I reckon makes me even more keen on on uh, Johnson because he's no shrinking violet. Um, Tamari Martin, he'll be happy to get his hands on the ball. He'll be happy to take the big plays. He's been in good systems before. Uh, yeah, on the updates, I mean, you've been in the chat where I was going rank on it because, you know, we've heard from, I won't name who it was, but someone at the old Daily Telly that maybe Ponga won't get 5-8 and they'll do it in the first update. That's fucking disgraceful because we knew before they even released the updated positions that Ponga was going to play six this year. How are they having a meeting about positions and saying, we don't know that t- the chat is Tamari Martin's playing six. Why would the- As soon as Shans was signed, yeah. we heard that Tamari was going to play the six once he was on board. And we, we've, we've heard that um, Pong is going to be the six for such a long time. How come these guys don't have the, the proper uh, position? Bang you know, they only, they only present value. You're not going to pick Pong at fullback. No, and you're, you're not going to pick Tamari Martin at no. And, and that's, that's the one point that I did want to clarify. We love Tamari Martin. Uh, but he will not be seeing the light of day in my side until he gets that 5'8 jewel. And then we can have that discussion a little bit more in detail because, yeah, at 5'8, I do love him at 402k. Uh, definitely could see a world where, where you, you pick him up because, you know, he'd be straight away a reserve option in your side. And that means you might not have to play uh, a Schuster or a Sloan as your fourth reserve. So any any playing option that we can get around 400k would be fantastic. But... That is going to do Fullback it. Fullback only. Fullback only, yeah, not touching. That is going to do it for the Warriors preview. The second last team preview. We've got one more that will come on, Warriors. We have the Newcastle Knights, who I am falling more and more out of love for as the days go by. Uh, and then Monday rolls around, and we're going to do... Monday or Tuesday, I've got... Uh, 
you know, pretty pretty good sponsor lined up. Hopefully, we can get the the details signed and we'll get it started for the position podcast. But one more team preview left, Ado, and it's the Newcastle Knights. I'd say we saved the best for last, but uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, well, I forgot to add Miller into mine. They've signed him, haven't they? Uh, apparently, him. at time of record, at, at time of recording, who, who knows? But that is going to do it all for today. For the Warriors preview, we will be back tomorrow with the Newcastle Knights where I will probably spend 15 minutes just expressing my love for Adam Elliott. But until then, (laughs) we will see you guys later. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.